Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to be here. Radio Red in the house with a bunch of wonderful guests. We have some show for you today. It is July 12th, and I have an announcement to make. There is an article in the Washington Post today written by Matt Fuchs, and the title is Creativity May Be Key to Healthy Aging. Here are ways to stay inspired. I'm not kidding. This just popped up in my my WAPO article link today. It said, if you're interested in staying healthy as you age and living longer, you might want to add a different set of muscles to your workout routine, your creative muscles. Ongoing research shows creativity may be key to healthy aging. Participating in activities like singing, theater performance, visual artistry may be the support of well-being older adults need, and creativity which is related to the personality trait of openness can lead to greater longevity. And that's a trait shared by all of my special guests today. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me tell you who we've got, and then we're going to do our big shout out to LLL. So first up, I'm going to be introducing you to a very interesting lady who just moved, just closed her house. She couldn't find anything, but she found a computer and she's here. Oh my goodness. It's Beth Lynch. She's a mind, body, spirit teacher. She's an author and she's a medium. I might ask her to do a reading for me. I don't know if I could deal with it. She's waking to look at me like, maybe, maybe. And she's the founder of Inner Light Teachings since 2002. She helps families understand and heal grief. And Beth believes spirituality is a missing link in our wellness, both mentally and emotionally. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We're not going to get into death. We're not going to get into addiction. We're not going to get into all kinds of things like that. But Beth is going to talk about her creativity as a spirit teacher. So Beth Lynch, welcome. Beth, quickly say hello. You're muted right now. You want to unmute yourself? Go ahead. Now I'm unmuted. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Red. <laughs> nice to have you. You sound pretty good. I'm going to let you mute yourself. Can you mute yourself right now? We're getting some background noise. And let me go to my two other guests. we got two for the price of one here. We have John David Snyder and Nikki Shadro Snyder. They are wearing a very special t-shirt that says pop, drop, get, and give and receive. And let me tell you who they are. They're the owners of a company called Platinum International Products and Services. And they created and sponsor a very special foundation called Project Pop Drop, which I'm going to get John to describe in just a second. And they make it a point every month of delivering life-saving supplies and meals to the homeless. We'll find out where and when. Their nonprofit is so special, it's being featured on Oprah Winfrey Networks. That's the OWN Network Give TV show. How appropriate. They've partnered with all kinds of famous people. They'll tell us about that. And John and Nick created something called the Givefluencers Movement. We've heard of influencers. Now we have givefluencers. So, John, why don't you quickly tell us what is Project Pop Drop? Just give us an overview. Welcome, John Snyder, and unmute, please. How are you? You're muted, dear. Nikki's got to run over to the computer. We'll figure this out, guests. Don't worry. We have days and we have days. Hi, John. Hey, thanks for having us. Pleasure. Tell me about Project Pop Drop. What does it do? Well, Project Pop Drop, about uh, 10 years ago, 
we had to get creative in the office supply industry, the big box retailers, with all the orders, they would always send out a big three-pound bag of chocolates with the toner, ink orders, wherever they would ship it. So we didn't want to be like everyone else, so we said, why don't we take that money and get creative and save up the money and buy food for the homeless people every single month and go to a different homeless shelter. And Project Pop Drop was born. And now here we are 10 years later, we've empowered thousands of people to go with us to these homeless shelters. We have uh, students doing donation drives at schools. And we started this at the epicenter of homelessness in America, the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles. And after we got creative and we started doing this and going every month to the different shelters, I told my mother, I said, hey, mom, we started something really awesome. And I you know, told her this story. We're not being like everyone else. We're going to go to the shelters. And I turned around and she was crying. I said, why are you crying? We're doing something good. And she says, well, don't say anything, which we came to terms with. I could say something. She said, in the 1950s, my father had to stay in the homeless shelter at the Union Rescue Mission on Skid Row where you guys started this program. And he let, you know, he left them when she was 12. And I, I never met the guy, my grandfather. What? So he was homeless in the shelter on Skid Row where we unknowingly started our Project Pop Drop Foundation. So, you know, it was a, yeah. a full circle moment to say the least. I am getting goosebumps, John. Am I calling you John or John David? Who do you want to be? John, John, John's great. John's great. John, I'm getting goosebumps because we talk about putting out universe energy to the universe. We talk about the law of attraction, right? You didn't put out the energy. You put something into the universe and said, this is what I'm going to do. And the universe came back and hit you over the head and said, hello, look, look who you didn't know who was in your family who was here years ago. It's like it came around and just poked at yeah. you. Wow. I, right now, my arm hairs are standing up telling you the story. It's every time, it's, it's, it kind of trips me out still, you know, almost 10 years later, you know? I bet it does. I'm, I'm looking at the two of you, how young you are. I know you have four kids, and we're going to bring them on a little bit later. Triplets, Nikki, I won't even ask how impossible that is. OMG! Nikki, we have to hear from you now. Please introduce yourself. When did you meet John? Just a quick story. Then we're going to go back to Beth and have her tell us a little more about her backstory. But Nikki, a little bit about you. How did you get involved in this? First of all, thank you so much for having us. We're really grateful to be here. And all the most important women in my life are redheads that wear red lipstick. So like, I seriously feel like you're in my family. And I also want to say that I wore red lips for you in honor of Read My Lips with You're Brett. very sweet. Go ahead. Tell me a little bit. How'd you met John and how'd you get started? Yes. So I met John, well, on our first date, we met. It was a blind date. And uh, I hit on him in case anybody wants to know because... <laughs> I decided that I was done wearing seven-inch heels, hanging out with gay men, working in Hollywood in the fashion industry, and that I was going to go fishing online and uh, catch somebody uh, so I could put an end to the brutalness of dating. And I caught somebody pretty good, actually. And we had our first date. And on our first date, it was a very untraditional topic, but we literally talked about how we can change the world together, date number one, and had the same values and the same vision. And we really came together on that first date. And 10 years later, we're still doing the work together. So it was probably maybe the most productive first date of all time and also the most untraditional, but it worked. <laughs> well, I love the admission that you hit on him and that you were tired of wearing seven-inch heels and going out with certain people. And yes, I, uh, Nikki... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is reality radio, honey, and you just made it reality or than it usually is. So thank you very much. We have to do we have to do a shout out to Michelle Tennant, who is the PR 
person who yeah. introduced you to me, she was at the National Publicity Summit, and she said, have I got a couple for you, and here you are. So I know how busy you are. We really appreciate you. Beth Lynch, I want you to unmute yourself now, because I can't do it, but I can. There you go. Beth, I just want you to briefly tell us a little bit about who you are, a little background. How did you get into Mind, Body, Spirit? We want to know. Beth Lynch. Well, you know, mind, body, spirit, it's the mind, it's our body, and we do have spirit, and in our spirit is our creative energy and our also the strength of, to hold us up during the challenging times. So I think a string of things in my life led me to ask those questions. What is going on? There's got to be more to understand and, you know, allow me just to, for happiness. And I feel people around were asking the same questions. And, and as you had mentioned about the mediumship in my need to understand life through the passing of my parents, I found what life was really about through that. And that's 27 years ago. So here I sit. <laughs> so tell me, what is it like being a medium? Am, am I using the right word? Is it mediumship? Yeah, well, psychic? What do you call yourself? Yeah, I'm a medium. And I, I describe mediumship as this. We mediate between what is physical and what is beyond the physical okay and John your story and Nikki was amazing because if you don't think your grandfather ain't channeling down through you that expression and that mission of course and that was so beautiful I was getting goosebumps listening going grandpa's here I think you said grandfather or great grandfather I'm sorry yeah so yeah we're all really mediators between that we just have to come into a comfortable understanding of it and that's my mission I feel that I do for people to help them understand their spirit to be a better human. My mom asked me to wear this bracelet today on the show. My mom has been gone since 2017, and I I have a lot of her jewelry. She was an antique dealer. She's a beautiful high-end jewelry, but she also co- collected beautiful high-end costume, what some people call bridge jewelry. Nikki, you probably recognize something like this. This one, it's all sparkly, and it's black and white interwoven. And just before I came into my office to do the show, I heard this little voice saying, wear that bracelet today. I don't know why, but I was supposed to. So, Beth, I don't know if anybody's getting goosebumps, but I am. So thank you. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Ruth. So I have a, a favor to ask of all of you. And, Beth, stay open. Don't mute yet because I need you on this. We have somebody named LLL. We say hello to her. Every- yes, Beth, you know about that. She's alive and well in Whitestone, New York. Her name is Lovely Lanky Laura Legs. I met her in a dance class in Long Island many years ago. She's very tall. I'm very short. And I said, wow, the legs go up to there. So we named her Lovely Lanky Laura Legs. And she is my LLL most loyal listener. So every week we do a shout out. So I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I want all of you together. It doesn't matter if it's a little off sync, but because it's from the heart to say hello, LLL. So one, two, three. Hello, LLL. Now, the backstory to that is that she lives in Whitestone, Long Island, New York, near Queens. And I told her we needed to be LLL from a place that starts with L. So I've been making this fake GoFundMe. Maybe we can have Pop Drop help us with this. A fake GoFundMe, GoFundMe in spiritual, spirituality bath to raise the money to move her from Whitestone to London. So it can be lovely, lanky Laura Legs from London. I offered her Larchmont. Okay, and she said, no, that wasn't sexy enough, so she wants to go to London. So any decade now, LLL will move to London. She'll be lovely, lanky Laura Legs from London. That's all I can tell you. So thank you all for the shout-out. Every Monday night at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, I get an email from LLL, 
and she tells me what she enjoyed about the show. And she doesn't watch on Facebook, but she listens on Voice America Empowerment, where we're broadcasting audio right now. And she will tell me what she got from all of you listening to you and how much she enjoyed the show. And I will tell you, I'm going to give you goosebumps. Years ago, my cousin Freddie, second second cousin Freddie. Beth, you can mute right now for a second, please. We're getting some background noise. I just got a message from Josh. Thank you. Several years ago, there was a a man named Freddie who was my father's cousin, I guess my second or third cousin. He was in his 90s, living in California, moved from New York to California. And one day, I did a TV show called Senior Moments of Happy Ones with my mom, Ruth, on Long Island on public access TV. And we had some people named uh, from a group on Long Island, something like Heart Keepers or something like that. These are people who went into hospitals and talked to, talked to patients before or after heart surgery. They were advocates. They were just, they were trained. They didn't talk politics and they didn't talk anything that would excite them. Just, just, hey, how are you? And nice to see you. And how, you know, not, nothing that was going to get the patient into a bad emotional state. Well, I didn't know who these people were. They recommended by local, somebody was at my, my synagogue and somebody else. We brought them on. It sounded like a good show. Okay. Well, afterwards, they said they wanted copies of the show. I'm getting goosebumps now. So we, we made them a bunch of tapes. This was in the VHS days, okay? <laughs> we made them a bunch of, they paid for them. We had them copied. And all of a sudden, I get a letter in the mail from Cousin Freddie and Aunt Millie, who had left Long Island and moved to California years before. My sister was friends with their, one of their sons. They were a little bit different age than me. Well, it turns out that one of these heart keepers or whatever heart saver people was best friends with my cousin, Freddie, my father's friend, and one of the videotapes went to Millie and Freddie Lynette's in California. And they contacted me and my mom and said, we just saw you on tape through our friend David was on your TV show. We hadn't talked to them in years and years and years. John and Nikki, any comment on that? Are you getting goosebumps there? Yeah. It's like before social media, this is the thing. Is that cray cray? Beth, you can nod on that one. Is that crazy? So Freddie and I became friends. He was in his 80s, 90s, and he was my my dad's cousin. My dad passed away in 95. So Freddie was able to listen to my Monday night radio show, which was on a different channel then. And he would email me every Monday night and he would tell me how much he enjoyed the show. Well, Freddie passed away in his 90s. How he managed to get on the computer, I don't know. And my mom, Ruth, who was then in her 90s, we figured out a way to make it a favorite for the online version of my radio show. So Ruth would listen every Monday night and call me 8.01 p.m. without fail every week. Hello, I love the show. I love Nikki and John. I love Beth. I love this. And she talked to me about my guests. And so the tradition was from Freddie to Ruth. Ruth passed away. And my friend Laura started listening to the show. And now every Monday night at 8.01, I get an email from Laura telling me how she is. Is that? I'm sorry. I'm in tears. If another full circle. Yes. Beth, you can unmute for a second there. Any comments on that, Beth? Are the spirits with me? Well, you know, it was funny because when you were talking, I was going to say, who's Lala? Is that your mother's name? La, la, la. And then you said Ruth. And I went, oh, it's not her mother. And then you said the la, la, la. So I kind of had my own moment. That's why I shook like, well, wait a minute. But then I just need a man smoking a cigar. Beth, (laughs) my my mother's nickname with my daughter 
is Lorna. Oh, there's the owls. The owls are everywhere. The Lala. I keep seeing a Lorna. man with a cigar, so he's one of these men we're talking about. I don't. I didn't plan to do that tonight, but I'll gladly do it anytime. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if Freddie had a cigar, but somebody had a cigar anyway. Beth, mute again. We're going to get to you in a minute. Yeah, so I am so so happy to see all of you. And a shout out also. Everybody say hello to Josh. He's a one name wonder. He's my engineer. One two three. Hello, Josh. Josh. There Josh. we go. Josh got his one name wonder call out. There we go. So uh, I have asked my guests, we have a slightly new format to the show. Before we get more into what they do and how they do it, I've asked my guests to send me their favorite quote from a movie or TV character or from a song. And I'm going to ask each of them to explain why it's their favorite and what it has to do with creativity. Maybe a little bit, maybe a lot. I don't know. So, Nikki, let me start with you. You've picked a beautiful quote from the end song, 1969, from the Beatles' Abbey Road album. And the quote is, boy, we're doing a lot of goosebumps here today. I don't know. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Nikki, Shadro, Snyder, talk to me. How did this come to be your favorite quote, and how do you relate it to creativity? Nikki, go ahead. Well, I really, you know, I really believe that, first of all, I believe everybody's creative. And mm -hmm. I believe that everybody is good. You just need to be led in the right way and empowered in the right way. Mm -hmm. And that quote means a lot to me because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, no matter what any of us are doing, hustling in our businesses, trying to make it work professionally, personally, at the end, that is really the truth is at the end of the day, how much love did you give to yourself, to others, and to anybody in your life and in your world? And I believe that that song really cemented that into the universe. And that's why for so many years, it's been so impactful because that is all that matters at the end. Um, I have a friend that's a celebrity rabbi that just wrote an amazing book. I'm gonna give a shout out to him, Steve Leader. And he always says when he does interviews, and I always follow all of his interviews because I love him, that at the end of the day, he does all these, you know, he goes and sees like some of the most powerful people in the world when they're at their, you know, worst, when they lost somebody and they're at a funeral. And he said, if you walk by any single, you know, uh, cemetery, you don't see on the, on the, on the, uh, why can't I think of the word the right tombstone. now? The tombstone. The tombstone. Right. That's right. You don't see on the tombstone how much money they made or what their title was or, right. you know, what their, net worth was you see loving father mother grandmother great grandmother friend and i believe that that's really what the bigger picture of life is all about and i know john believes that as well and i think probably you and beth believe that as well because we're all in the same alignment here and i believe that people are truly here to elevate higher and that they know that that's really true with that quote i like believing in the good I, I agree with you. It's a beautiful quote, Nikki. Thank you. Instead of going to John, who's sitting next to you, I'm going to ask John to wait. I'm going to go to Beth. Beth has sent us a lovely quote from John Lennon, the title track of his second studio album called Imagine back in 1971, co-produced by John Lennon, his wife, Yoko Ono, still very much with us today. Phil Spector, famous song producer, a music producer, and they say that the lush sounds of this song contrast with the small group arrangements of his first album, and the title track, Imagine, is considered John Lennon's signature song. The line, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not. 
the only one. Boy, I, I should have got ready for goosebumps on the show. I don't know. This is really getting interesting. Beth, I'm going to put you on full speaker view for a couple of minutes. We still have that noise in the back, but we can hear you. So go ahead, Beth. Talk to me about why you picked this quote, please. I think it's every time I've heard that song, I know it brought me to tears and made me feel so hope-filled hope in the world. And mm-hmm. I think everyone likes to imagine that we are, you know, we are one, like, you know, Nikki was saying it, you know, we are, we have the spirit to be, you know, really good humans, you know, and somewhere along the line, I think we've complicated it, but just imagine if we all, you know, understood who we truly were, because that is in the imagination. If we can imagine it, it can be put to the universe and it can manifest on so many levels. And it's deep, it's deep. Thank you very much, Beth. Very, very true. It is a beautiful song, and I think it's a song of a generation, not just the signature song of John Mm -hmm. Lennon. Thank you. Beautiful quote, beautiful choice. And John picked a quote from, well, we're getting away from all of that, The Wolf of Wall Street 2013 film, Jordan Belfort, played by the one and only Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) And I'm going to read the scene. May I read the scene, John? Is that okay with you? Okay. So the scene is the monologue. He says, see those little black boxes? They're called telephones. I'm going to let you in on a little secret about these telephones. They're not going to dial themselves, okay? Without you, they're just worthless hunks of plastic. And there was an epithet after that that I'm not going to read. So the line John has picked is, they, the telephones, are not going to dial themselves. Talk to me about creativity. John, you're up. That, that, that phone is magical to me, and, and you could create and make anything happen, like amazing things like happen. Like, you know, for example, we've got a, uh, a gold medal and award from the White House, the President's Volunteer Service Award. And I truly believe the energy we put out, like on the telephone, talking to the SBA, talking to a couple of officials there, it didn't happen the way that we wanted it to happen, but we got something back just from the telephone, you know, and it's, uh, if you're comfortable being uncomfortable and making a cold call or a telephone call, your whole, whole world can change and you can make miracles happen from a phone and change lives and, uh, you know, enhance your life. And it's just, uh, you know, you, you can't sit there and just, you know, try to figure out like, why is, why aren't things happening? Why am I not making anything happen? And you have a little black box sitting there with some numbers on it because you could easily pick that up. And you could change your whole world in, in one phone call. So I just I just think it's really powerful. So I love that movie and I love that line because it, they're not going to dial themselves. Pick up the phone and start dialing. John, I want you to mark this down at 28 minutes in. You said if you're comfortable being uncomfortable. That I don't know if you use that when you talk to people all the time or maybe it just slipped out because of the quote. <laughs> But that's that's a line you could use anywhere if you're comfortable being uncomfortable. And that goes back to cold calling and cold knocking. And and it's interesting because I, I have a I have a lot of business radio shows I do. And one of them is on digital engagement. And a theme that has come up over the years is what about the telephone? Do people still want to pick up that phone? Will they talk to you? Who will answer the phone? You know, it used to be, oh, I'm going to use a dirty word, secretary. We used to call them secretaries. And it was what uh, executive assistants and office managers at anyway, the the theory used to be you had to learn whoever was going to be the pick person picking up the executive's phone, and you'd have to know, typically it would be a female, 
And you'd have to know what was her birthday and what were her children's names. Nikki, you may be too young for this. I don't know. And you'd say, hello, um, hello, Mary Lou. This is Bob from Pop Drop. This is John from Pop Drop. Hey, Mary Lou, how are your five kids? I heard you took them bowling last week. And wow, I saw them on Facebook. And that's really cool. And then, by the way, Mary Lou, is Henry in? And she'd say, oh, of course I'll let you talk to the boss. Well, I can see in the office. He's And Mary Lou would love you. And she, so that was the way that you got. I think he's going to hire you right now, to be honest with you. He's <laughs> literally going to recruit you after that whole oh, lot Anyway, that's the way, thank you. That's the way it used to be done. Is wow. And the question is, now, I will tell you that in the past few years, and I just did a radio show. I'll give you another one that's going to knock your socks off, all of you. But we talk now about picking up the phone, but not only that, handwriting a letter. Okay. I had four young people, one of them named Alexi Katko, who is in Hawaii, and I understand he works on coffee and, and uh, chocolate plantations, and he does marketing. He brought me two women from Hawaii, young women. It's a panel discussion for people. I'll tell you about that show later. It's called Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. And we talked about the art of letter writing and technology, and we talked about the clubhouse platform, social media. How do you share encouragement with people? How do you let people know that you care, even if you've never met them? And Alexi has a show on Hawaii Time Clubhouse. He wrote a book of a thousand letters of encouragement that he physically wrote and mailed to people around the world. And he reads seven letters every night on his clubhouse station. Okay. Well, I talked to these people. One is a young mom who counsels divorced moms. Another one is a performance artist, a dancer, and she does whatever she does. And another one is a teacher and there's Alexi. So I had these four young people on and they were lovely. The afternoon, the next afternoon, I, I'm here in the Raleigh-Durham-Cary area in North Carolina. I was at the spa. I needed a much-needed massage, and my daughter lives about two miles down the road. So I visited my daughter, had a nice visit. I hadn't seen her in a while. And I said, uh, how about a couple chocolates for the way home? Sure, she keeps a little basket of Dove chocolates. Now, if you're not familiar with Dove chocolates, they have a little saying printed inside, like the Starbucks <coughs> cups. Bless you. Like the Starbucks cups. Well, it was 100 degrees by the time I got back in the car. It's summer here. And the chocolate melted in my hand in the car. So I put a little tissue underneath it. I have a new car, and I didn't want it to get chocolate all over everything, although I love the smell and the taste, but not all over my leather. So came home, picked up this little Kleenex with a Dove, put them on the kitchen counter. House was air conditioned, let them cool a little bit. I opened them up, and I drank the chocolate, Okay. And then I looked at the saying inside, I kid you not, the first one I opened said, send a letter to a friend and include chocolate. That's. I had just spoken about on the show for an hour the day before on wow. the art of letter writing and encouraging people and sharing ideas and encouraging innovation and love. And here we are. It says, send a letter to a friend and include chocolate. And Alexi had just emailed me and said, I'd like to send you a gift. Do you want chocolate or coffee? Thanks for having us. I kid you not. Wow. That's I, not, it's not really a surprise because it's like divine alignment. I, I have to tell, yes, divine alignment. I took a picture. I The, the thing had, had come apart. The, the, I had to paste the two pieces of the, of the wrapper together and took a picture yeah. of it and sent it to everybody. And they're saying, what? 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 Divine alignment. Oh, my goodness. Law of attraction. The spirits. It was just, Beth, you want to say something about that? Is this crazy? You want to un unmute, dear? Unmute. 
I'm laughing because my I am cards that I was going to talk about, one one is saying I am accepting divine alignment, but I don't know if it's one of the ones I have in front of me. <laughs> wow. Tell us about your mantra cards, Beth, while we've got oh, you. Go ahead. Well, my mantra cards are coming out uh, very soon. They're getting their re-edits, and they're just, just like kind of what we're talking about, I am, using the I am as a focal point or a, a chant or a mantra to just, you know, slow the mind. Um, this one says, I am holding the power of the universe in the palm of my hand. So when you say them and you use them for the purpose of, you know, meditation or manifesting, it's both. You know, you just, you. some people need something to read, you know, to really stay with. Meditation, I'm very big on teaching, but some people say, I can't stop thinking. And I'm like, well, don't stop thinking. It's what you're thinking and just slow it down, you know. So the I am cards are all mantras using the I am. Um, which is the divine, you know, alignment, basically. And, you know, helping people get to that place, use them for questions, use them for daily meditation, and whatever. And I used tell me them a lot when I was closing on my house. <laughs> I bet you did. When did you get the idea that people would like to use these, Beth? Where did that creativity come into what yeah, you're And practices? that is so, uh, because I'm really, you know, I've been teaching the mind-body-spirit connection and practicing humbly, for sure, for very 27 years. And when I realize, you know, every time I'm giving a mantra, I'm saying, well, I am. You've got to say, I am, not I need, not I hope, not I want. I am and be in it. And then those emotions will magnetically align you to that. The law is going to work either way, right? Whatever way you're thinking. So one night, actually, in meditation, I started to see cards go by my eyes. And I really didn't know. I just kept seeing, I am, I am. And that's next day I sat down, did a little breathing, and just drew them out in my own mind. And then... Like you said, you dial the number, you know, you get your fingers. You have to still act on the creative feelings and emotions you're getting. You're getting. If you don't act on it, how can it manifest physically for yourself or anyone, right? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Beth. I'm going to mute you so you don't have to do it because we have that noise in the background. Thank you. Uh, Nikki, I asked you and John as well as Beth for some notes about what you think creativity means to you or what you know it means to you. I'm looking at the statement number two from both of you. So either John or Nikki can take this. You say, uh, I like this one, creativity enables empathy. Creativity connects us to ourselves, gives us the skills to be artistic, intellectual, even inventive. But the empathy, I'd love to hear that because that's how you two live your lives. And we're going to ask you to bring the children on in a couple minutes so you can get them ready if you want. If you want to, if you want to, because we're on Facebook Live. But how does creativity create empathy? Who wants to take that? They're each pointing the finger. You do it. No, you do it. No, you. Okay, go ahead. The real problem is nobody wants to get the kids and get that task. (laughs) Um, and also there, one thing that was not a problem that I want to circle back to is that you made the chocolate happen and even the melted chocolate, you found a way to get it into your mouth. So I just want to validate that. I'm very proud of that. But, um, I, I believe like everything goes hand in hand when you're talking about like creativity, philanthropy, love, they're all in like the same category. And one thing that I didn't, hear you say that I was talking about with creativity or we get back to empathy was I, I honestly believe that creativity is everywhere. You know, it's everywhere that we look, we know that air is there. We're breathing the air. We know it's there, but we don't see it, but we see the, but we know that also creativity is there because it's everywhere we're looking and empathy is everywhere. We're looking as well, because when you're driving down the street and you see 
an ad for a movie on a billboard, or if you're in the market and you see packaging on your favorite brand that you're about to buy and throw into your shopping cart, it's because somebody created that. And that's what creativity is and how it's everywhere. Because everybody that's creating things, it's like, oh, hey, some everybody's already coming in. All right, everybody's in. Whole crew has arrived. Ava, come here. Ava, come here. I don't know if we have a wide enough lens for this. We do, we do. I'm taking a picture. So you want to introduce everybody? You want them to introduce themselves? Look at your beautiful children. The last time you guys, they did do one podcast with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, and that was their last appearance. So this is going to be the second appearance for this crew. I'm very honored. So who? what are their names? Go ahead. Who we got? Hello, I'm Chloe. Hello, Chloe. Very nice to meet you. Who we got? Wait, hold on one at a time, guys. What's your name? I'm Ava. Yes. Hello, what's Ava. Levi. And what's my name? No, will you tell them what your name is, silly? I'm Dylan. Dylan. Hi, Dylan. And who's the one in the back? What's your name? And I'm Levi. That's Levi. Levi. Hello, Levi. Wow, and how old are I? I have a feeling the three on my left might be the same age by a couple of minutes. Am I right, Mommy? Seconds. Wow. Wow. Good for you, lady. Good for good for you. And Chloe, how old are you? You're the big sister. I'm seven. You're seven. You're a big girl. And wow. And what grade are you in school, Chloe? Well, I was in grade. Well, congratulations. That's very and other are the triplets in school? They're not in preschool right now. They're taking a preschool hiatus. I see. Did he? Did, what did he say? I resent that. What did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you do for, for? It's been COVID, and everybody's been bottled up in houses. So how did you? How did the triplets keep themselves busy the past year? How did you guys keep busy? We had mommy camp. What mommy camp? Yeah. Do we have mommy camp? Yeah. We have mommy camp. It involves mommy? games, obstacle courses, mommy, ball pits. Talk about creativity. We have to be real creative here to reinvent that fun every day. I, by, the way, by the way, they go on the pop drops with us. They go to the homeless shelters. They have been since they were, like, not even able to walk, and they, they run around and tell people yeah. we help people, and they, they've generated donations before, too. I bet they have. Chloe, How do you? How, what's your thought about going on the pop drop events? What do you say to people? You say, hello, my name is Chloe? Yeah. Yeah, that's Red Chloe also does public speaking yeah. at a lot of our school partnerships with LAUSD, and she'll go and speak to students like twice her age and empowers them about leadership and giving back. And we're really proud of her for that—that that she's empowered like hundreds of students to give back. As well. I'm gonna ship them out of here because they won't. Yep. that's fine. That's fine. Bye. Let's go, Ava. We're gonna go. Bye, little. Bye, little Snyder's. Bye, little. <laughs> Not letting go. Okay, Daddy's gonna take you in the other room. Beth, let's unmute you. Beth, let's Okay. And they're out. And they're out. Beth, do, do you do readings spontaneously? What does it take? Oh, we got a hug from Chloe. What what does it take to do a reading, Beth? Basically, I um I just do a few minutes of meditation and then I just receive. Um, I think it's it's a lot of uh, I trust you know something beyond the physical and always have, 
And I didn't always understand it until I kind of had to be forced into it through like I shared in the beginning. So, no, they come in just like when I was feeling the la, 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 la. And you were then you said Ruth. And I said, well, it's not her mother, but somebody's talking. And I didn't was, expect that tonight. So, But they're it always. It was Lorna. Time. And it was her nickname, yeah. Lorna, I think. And yeah. lovely, lanky Laura Legs. Do you, uh, Nikki and John, do you want Beth to, I'm, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. Do you want Beth to do a reading for you if she, <laughs> if she can do it? I'm Beth. My husband knows this is almost like an unhealthy thing, but I'm upset. I'm very spiritual. I'm obsessed with mediums. Anything that I have friends that are mediums, and I have been told from all my medium friends that I'm also very tapped in and haven't even scratched the surface. I don't know if you're getting that vibe, but Mm -hmm. I I'm very much a fan of like the work that you do, and um, I I I read a book called God's Way of Life. I don't know if you know that book. Do you know Adele Tinning? I don't, but I'm going to check it out because I love books that bring in that it's the higher power, whatever your faith is, it doesn't matter, or, you know, lack of. It's energy and it's spirit. And what you guys are doing, you're, it's coming from your spirit. I don't know how old you are, you know, but you're, the generations, I'm 61, so I've been around a while, you know. You look good, girl. Meditation slows down the nervous system, relaxes the organs, Mm -hmm. allows the body not to age because the spirit won't age. The spirit is eternal. So we can actually, there's the mind-body-spirit connection that I think a lot of people don't get. But anyways, we don't have time for that. But the letter S is all around you guys, and I just feel it's someone you've helped. And I don't know. I just got S and helped us. S and helped us. So I don't know if it clicks or... Yeah. We hopefully a lot of S's because we've been trying, we've been doing this work for over a decade now. So I hope, yeah, whoever the S is, we're there for you. Here, always. I'm hearing Poppy too. So I don't know whose Poppy it is, but I'm hearing Poppy. That's me, Poppy. That's my great grandpa. That's my great grandpa. His name is Poppy. He had the cane every Sunday, locks and bagels at his house. Uh, (laughs) What's about with the shamrock or the uh, four leaf clover or something? That's his side. Okay. Well, they're with you. Is that the grandfather that you didn't realize you were channeling? Pop drop? Oh, pop drop. I'm not even thinking pop drop. See, you don't no, know. It's not what you know. Like never met him, and he looks like him. There was Irish blood on his side. Oh, yeah. He's watching over you. You know, the, yeah. the veils are thin. They're with us. There's. It should be no mystery. And that's one thing I teach very passionately. This is natural. You know, it's natural to communicate and feel spirit. The spirit of who we are is really what we're, you know, is going to continue. And your work and you doing that to your ch- with your children, that's what this world needs. It's healing. We're healing as we speak. So thank you for what you're doing because it really brought tears to my eyes. And Thank you. Too. Thank you. you know, people just need a smile and some and empathy. And empathy is what our intuition runs through, through emotion. We can't suppress it. We have to allow it. And you're a product of what allowing it is. You know what I mean? And Beth, what's interesting to me about the Snyders is a lot of people say, I'm too busy. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have time for that. They're running a business. They have their careers. They have four little ones under the age of eight. They have a marriage. They have family. And they're doing donations in person to the homeless once a month. Thank you. Seriously, the creativity of, let's talk about time creativity. Beth, I'm going to mute you just for now, but I'm going to come back and we're going to do more from you. Nikki and John, 
Creative time management. I don't know if people ask you to talk about that, but I'm going to. How do you manage your time? Come on. Everybody says, I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. I got the kids home. It's a pandemic. I can't do this. I can't do it. And you're doing it all. How do you, Nikki, how do you find the time? I mean, honestly, like we coined a term that I think really encompasses what we're trying to do and what we're trying to put out into the universe for everybody else to do. And we said to ourselves, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years, giving while making a living. What are we like? What are we going to call this? And I said, you know what we are? I said, we're givefluencers. We're influencing the world by what we can give. And that's truly what this world needs. We believe that like society can only function correctly when all of us are taking care of each other. So we need to make giving cool. No matter what, we need to call it givefluencers and only like a higher power, like God <laughs> could have <clears throat> given me that term, which we trademarked by the way. And you'll okay. be seeing a lot more of as Good. we cross over to more TV and a documentary that we're doing more media projects. But the world needs to see people influencing by what they can give. That is the narrative that we need to do in this world to get everybody away from like the crazy influencer culture that they're seeing now. Because as a parent, as a human being, I know we can do better. And I just think people are sick of, you know, hey, everyone, here's my Ferrari, here's my six pack, here's my hot wife. Like, what does it all mean? You know, like, let's get out of the lane. And like, it's funny to me because I'm coming with, you know, for me, I'm born and raised in LA. I've been working with celebrities for the past 20 years as a magazine editor running red carpet events and as a former celebrity stylist. And I saw a lot and I saw some of the first influencers coming up who I worked with. Mm. And even they are laughing at it now because it's gotten so out of control. So for us, our mission is to really empower others to be able to give back because no one is too busy to give back. So we created a system for people to do this. In addition to calling themselves gift influencers, we created a system to hold people accountable called the social responsibility system. And what that is, is basically CSR for, for small businesses. So corporate businesses have CSR and small businesses now have what we implemented called um, the social responsibility system, which holds people accountable to do it like we do it on the last Saturday of every month, because no matter how busy anyone is, they can choose one day a month of your life to give back and pay it forward to others. And our system is foolproof to hold them accountable for it. And they're happier people for it because sometimes, you know, we believe that people really want to give, but they don't know exactly how to do it. So we'll help them to become a givefluencer with our system. I like that. And Nikki, I still want to know your secret to managing your own time as a woman, a wife, a mother, a philanthropist, a business owner, a, a colleague, a friend. How do you find the time to do all of this? Give me one tip for for people who might say, ah, she she she's probably got a staff of 50 people in her house. She's doing it all. Uh, I we'll just put that out there. You're looking up a staff, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. Thank you for asking that. Uh, so I think that I would say like the way to do it all is to know when to say no and know when to say yes, say yes, know your boundaries and know what's going to serve you and what's not going to serve you and what's going to help elevate your elevate you and your mission higher. You need to know that there has to be balance, right? You have your personal life and your private life and your family life. And 
you have to really balance those things that I, I believe you need to be very protective of your time and energy. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that are energy vampires. We all know them. Yep. Don't let them stand in your way because it will not serve you. And you need to really be able to go with your gut on that. And you know what? We live and learn because yep. we all need to, the only thing that I love better than giving is learning because I discover new ways to give. And that's really how I like to do it. Thank you. That was eloquent and elegant. And I want to, Beth, I'm going to go back to you in a second, but I just want to do a couple of celebrity shout outs. Speaking of celebrities, Nikki, today is, I picked five people who have birthdays today are all reasonably famous. Four are, one is not, but I'll tell you why. Richard Simmons, born today in 1948, fitness trainer and actor. Yay, Richard Simmons, wherever you are and whatever you weigh, happy birthday, whatever you're eating or not. Cheryl Ladd, (laughs) the actress, three years younger than Simmons, 1951. Brooke Baldwin, journalist and TV news anchor. I think she just left CNN. I think she just went off to do something else right after New Year's, writing a book or something. Rachel Brosnahan, born today in 90. Anybody know the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Love it so much. Who doesn't binge that show and watch an entire season in one weekend and then, what, I have to wait a year for more? I know, I know. So she was born today in 90. But the one who's not that famous is Simon Fox, born in 49, English drummer. I'm a drummer. So anytime I find a famous drummer, I don't know even what band, anytime I find a famous drummer on the famous people birthday list, I do a shout out to them. So happy. Happy birthday to Simon Fox. I also have to do a couple of crazy national holidays. I don't know if you all noticed, but today, Monday, July 12th, is National Different Colored Eye Day. And I assume it's natural eyes, but it could be if you put a blue and a green contact. You know, Nick, you probably dealt with this with your celebrities and your stylist. Uh, it's Eat Your Jello Day. It's Pecan Pie Day. Oh, my, not on my diet. It's Simplicity Day, which honors Henry David Thoreau. And he said, as you simplify your life, ah, listen up. As you simplify your life, the laws of the universe will be simpler. Beth, how appropriate is that for our show, right? Simplifying a universe. And it's also World Paper Bag Day, meaning don't take plastic to the supermarket and don't take it home. Tomorrow, I have to tell you, it's National Cow Appreciation Day. Ah, Chick-fil-A coined that. Don't look at anybody else. It's embrace your geekness day. Any geeks in the house? I'm a geek. I'm a I'm a tech geek. Long time. Yes, proud of it. I'm a nerd. Gruntled Workers Day. Now, a gruntled worker is the opposite of a disgruntled. A gruntled, grunted workers day means somebody who likes what they do at work. Gruntled. Whoever heard of Gruntle Workers Day? Now you have it. It's French Friday. That doesn't go with the cow day. And maybe it does. 14th is Les Enfants de la Bastille. It's Bastille Day, July 14th. Le 14 juillet. Remember that from French. It's National Grand Marnier Day. So have a sip in honor of Bastille Day. It's also Mac and Cheese Day. I don't think that goes with Grand Marnier. It's also Nude Day. If you have any nude beaches near you. I'm not going to say anything else. It's tape measure day. Maybe you want to measure yourself before you go to the new beach. John loves this. And it's pandemonium day. So if you have a Grand Marnier while you're eating mac and cheese, you're celebrating with the French flag, you go to a nude beach, you measure yourself, you could automatically have pandemonium day. I'm going through these quickly. Thursday is National Be a Dork Day. I don't know whether that has anything to do with Geek Day, but it's a dork. It's Clean Beauty Day. Nikki, that's for you. I'm sure you were teaching that to your celebrity clients. It's Give Something Away Day. Ah, it's an honor 
honor of all of you, Give Something Away Day is July 15th. Yes, it's I Love Horses Day. I don't particularly. And it's also Gummy Worm Day. The I hope you don't let your kids have too many gummy worms. One of the world's most popular holidays. Friday, July 16th, National Guinea Pig Appreciation Day. Do you have any pets for your kids, Nikki? Do they have guinea pigs? We got enough going on here. Okay. <laughs> Very well said. It's Cherry Day, it's Corn Fritter Day, and it's Personal Chef Day on Friday. Now, Saturday is National Lottery Day, Peach Ice Cream Day. I don't think I've ever had peach ice cream. Tattoo Day, Woody Wagon Day, Emoji Day. Beth, which one do you like? Emoji Day, Wrong Way, Corrigan Day, and Yellow Pig Day. Does anybody know what Yellow Pig Day is? Because I'm going to tell you, not what you think. You ever heard of it? Okay, four minutes to close. Thank you, Josh. It's the world of mathematics. The number 17 is celebrated on July 17th. It's called Yellow Pig Day, and there are special properties to the number 17. Teach that to your kids when they get old enough, okay? Sunday is World Listening Day, National Caviar Day, and Ice Cream Day. Don't put caviar on your ice cream. I don't think it will sit well. And next Monday is National Daiquiri Day. I can't believe we're out of time. I'm sorry I had to rush through all of that. Beth, unmute yourself, please. I want to give you 60 seconds to describe one of your creativity statements, and then we're going to give websites for everybody to follow you. So Beth says, creativity is a natural craving we must fulfill. Beth, can you take about a minute and explain this for me, please? Yes, because our creative our creativity runs through our spirit, and we have to be in alignment with something that is just bigger, more beautiful, more eternal. And our creative expression will flow through our emotion and it will flow through our intuition. And we're all wanting that. We all want that. Lack of that creates a lot of mental and emotional distress. Thank you. That was beautifully put. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny. You all didn't know each other. I met Beth at the Publicity Summit in February. I met Nikki and John through Michelle Tennant at the, what was it, the June Summit. So nobody ever met anybody. And the alignment... Of values here. Isn't this lovely? Isn't this nice? I never line up guests. Oh, they're both artists, or they're both musicians, or they're both mediums or media, whatever you want to call yourself. (laughs) I never do that because it's so much more fun to find out the synchronicities, right? And what people have in common. Nikki and John, where can people find you? Give a quick website. We got to go in just about a minute and a half. What have you got? You can find us at projectpopdrop.org, and anyone wants to give back or learn how to give back, we could do that. And we have a course coming out online, Giving While Making a Living, that's in business development right now and going to be on the market soon. I'm going to spell that for you because I love to spell URLs, especially long ones. Projectpopdrop.org, P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-O-P-D-R-O-P.org. Did I get it right? Did I pass my test? Okay. Beth Lynch, where can people find you? They can find me at innerlightteaching.com. Inner light, pretty easy to learn. We energize that. Our light expresses creatively. Yeah. And I will be on Facebook Live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern doing a free meditation healing. And where will people? Family friendly. (laughs) Where will they? Where will they find you on Facebook? How do they find you? It would be Inner Light Teaching. Just go to the Inner Light Teaching. Yeah. So it's I N N E R. L-I-G-H-T-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G dot com and also on Facebook, right? Inner Light Teaching. I can't thank all of you enough. Stick around. I want to do some pictures. I've been taking them all all along, but I want to take one, one picture of everybody smiling and waving. Thank you to Facebook for watching us. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. This has been Radio Red, having a fun time talking with some really cool people about cool conversations with creatives, a.k.a. Red signing off. Everybody wave. Bye-bye.
Bye. Thank you, Josh. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.